Welcome to the Tesla Talks podcast, folks. It's been a few weeks. Welcome back. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for tuning in, listening or watching or whatever you're doing. Anyone in the chat room, thanks for, uh, uh, you know, joining along with us live. And, and if you have any questions, anyone that comes in the chat, if you have any questions, just like any other week, feel free to uh, join in. Feel free to give your two cents. And if you have a question, ask it away. We'll, we'll save the questions till the end. Usually I have my sidekick Franklin that he does all all the uh, you know questions and you know looking around for for people that have questions and he just puts them aside and saves them up till the end. Or if we have a lull in in the topics or something or it's pertaining to what we're talking about, we'll uh, he'll we'll get it out. But he's not here, so I'm going to rely on these two fine gentlemen to help me out as much as I can do myself. But with the topics and talking, I'm not very good at multitasking at times. So. Any any little bit of help works. <laughs> I appreciate it. We have we have Paul Tesla Canuck. He's the uh, staple, Hello. and he, I I think he's the new yeah. He, he's the new uh, Franklin. Uh, welcome to the show, buddy. Only better looking, right? <laughs> better looking, much better looking. Yes, yes. And you know what? If you're if you're um what what do they say? If you're confident in your manhood, you have no problem saying whether a man is good looking or not. So yeah. That's yeah, it. I just, you know, I just yeah, said it. That's what, that's what I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a new person to the show that's never been here before. His name is Kevin. Kevin, or we should call you Tesla Kev. Sure. Welcome yeah. to the show, buddy. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. No problem. Thanks for, me. Uh, yeah. thanks for joining us. Thanks for helping us out and coming on the show. Kev has a extensive wealth of knowledge when it comes to Tesla's uh, he's been on um, Paul's show a few times on his, on Tesla connects channel. And uh, he's just, if you listen to him for just five minutes, you understand this guy's the real thing. So want to get him on, wanted to pick his brain and uh, have him uh, help us out with the podcast tonight. Hey to John in the uh, uh, chat room from Minnesota where it's 10 Fahrenheit. Wow. 10 Fahrenheit. That Wow. Okay. That's like it's what about minus 10, minus 12, minus 13, maybe here in Celsius. That's pretty cool. They're they're yeah. getting a, a, a dose of what we're getting, and uh, is, you know isn't, what? Uh, isn't that near Fargo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Celsius yeah. minus 12. Okay, okay. yeah, I, I always, I yeah, you know what? I've learned this since I was a kid and you know, some things you never forget, you live, you just carry with you through life. Sometimes it's meaningless and means it has is pointless this is on the border of pointless but i've always remembered that 11 and minus 11 when is where fahrenheit oh, that's and where they Celsius, converge yeah oh, i've never yeah. heard that that's yeah uh, roughly yeah, roughly i think it's like some it's it, it it's roughly roughly around 11 and minus 11 is where they sort of meet so when he said yeah. 10 i figured okay it's got that means it's got to be a little bit colder than our minus 11 so anyways that's your science uh, little top uh, test for the for Well, the there's, there's just one more just on that topic very briefly. <laughs> so there's also, you can, um, what is it? You, you, you double it and add 28. I've heard or that. you subtract 28 and divide yep. by two. Divide by Something two. Something like yep. that. Yeah. 28. There's your I've, science lesson for the day, folks. Yep. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> 28 or 32, but 28. Yeah. Basically anywhere between, say 30 just to, to cut it in half. But yeah, that, that gives you the rough estimate of, of the conversion. Thanks for okay. that. Um, we, we promise we won't talk about science anymore unless it's batteries. <laughs> no, no, we will. We, we will talk about science as much okay. as we can. And if anyone else in the chat room has any science conversion tips or anything like that when it comes to speed or, 
you know, anyways, <laughs> let's go on. Kevin's like, what have I gotten myself my fault. into? <laughs> um, but speaking of weather and speaking of cold, this is test related. I think I could say uh, it's safe to say on both of your behalfs. Our, our um, thoughts and prayers and all that kind of stuff you add in there goes out to our friends anywhere, basically, in in the states that's uh, not accustomed to cold snaps that are going through the cold snaps, but mm-hmm. mainly where we're thinking of right now, and I think what's mainly in the news is Texas. Yeah, it's yeah. it's they're they're um yeah I've been listening on, on Clubhouse talking to some guys from Texas there throughout the day and yesterday, and yeah, it's not fun stuff. And uh, some people are taking this opportunity. Hey, Mark. In the chat room, uh, some people are taking this to opportunity to make it political down there and talking about um, how you know it's the it's the infrastructure and how the re- renewable energy is failing when we need it the most and we shouldn't be using it. And what they're talking about mainly is um, the wind power down there. Yeah. yeah, and uh, talking to some guys earlier today that are from there, they're they're saying that. Um, there's two different types of windmills, and I guess uh, when you get them from the supplier or the manufacturer, you can get the, I guess, the all-climate version of it. And I'm dumbing it down a lot. It sounds stupid, but yeah. no, it, it, apparently it is. Where it they didn't get the winter up. package. Yeah, the winter package. Yeah, the winter enhancement <laughs> package. And um, that's why some of them are failing. But you know what? What I found out, too, after asking around and stuff, that their power grid depends on uh, wind by only 25%. So only 25% of of their actual power grid is dependent on on wind. So it's not like wind failed and that's what drove everyone into pardon upon the ice age but and and now they're rolling blackouts and stuff like that. But it's in the news and uh they they're not accustomed to it. So you know, we we could sit here in uh, the great white north and say, yeah, you know, and laugh at them and make fun of them that they don't have snow removal or any kind of de-icing methods and stuff like that. But it happens so infrequent. Like, I mean, why would they, right? Well, yeah. you, you yeah, know, I, I was, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, Mark has got the right idea in the, in the chat. I mean, we talked about this today. Um, Mother nature is notoriously mm-hmm. unpredictable. And so anything, anytime you've got renewables, you, you almost have to, at least today, uh, take the Australian uh, approach and, yep. and pair it, pair it with mega packs. Right. And, and that takes the sting out of this kind of stuff. I mean, um, I think, I think po- possibly they were <laughs> trying to cut corners or uh, or save a few bucks, but uh, you know it, it's not it's not Mother Nature's fault that Mother Nature does what she does, right? It's it's uh, our fault, I think, for for not appreciating the way that Mother Nature works, right? And so you know it's you know there's a lot of people going to be bagging on renewables right about now, but you know they should be bagging on the folks who did the planning around this because uh, it was a it's a pretty easy problem to solve if you know what you're doing. So. Yeah, well, let's hope some things can be learned from this experience. You were saying, Paul? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I was at Super Bowl 2011 in Dallas, and uh, the the exact same thing. I think this is worse this time around, but um, I was caught in Texas with uh, ice storms and snow. and <laughs> Really? You know, was, uh, and that's where I learned about the solar effect. I mean, on the news, they just kept talking about the solar effect, the solar effect, waiting for the sun to kind of – um, melt the ice that was on the freeways because they didn't have the um, 
you know, the icers or no, sort of the salters Salter. or whatever they're called. Yeah. Right. So I feel for them. I, I, I was there when it happened once before. So, well, I told a story earlier today from probably about 20 years ago, probably going back yeah, 15, 20 years ago, my buddy worked for Pepsi at the time and he worked at the big head office here in Canada while it was still here in Canada. And their bigger one down in the States was in, I believe Dallas, Texas, or just outside Dallas, Texas. And he went down there for a week for some kind of meeting, some kind of big head office meeting. And one of the days uh, he had a rental car and everything. One of the days uh, he woke up in the morning and it was snowing, like not a lot. He said it was like a dusting of snow, but you know, he thought nothing of it because he's here from Canada, got in his rental car, drove down there. He said it was slippery and everything, but he noticed like there was no one on the road. So he thought, okay, whatever. He gets to the head office and it was nobody. It was a ghost town. He said he was the (laughs) only one there. So he got on the phone and his boss is like, no, it's snowing. We don't work when it snows. Go home. So he went back to the hotel and he said they, the whole place literally shut down because like you said, they have, they have nothing to combat it. They just have to wait for mother nature to to fix it. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully everyone's okay and every, everything works out. Uh, And I heard that they're gouging, not, I mean, it's not intentional, but maybe it is the the power companies are are raising rates like hydro rates. And when you, if you go to the supercharger, it, you could potentially for like a long range model S you could be, and you're empty and you fill it up. Potentially it could cost you $900. I was reading an article today. Did you guys read that? Oh boy. You oh, want to yeah. go, Kevin? You, you, why don't you start? Oh, 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 oh man, you really unleashed this one. Uh, so that is <laughs> that article was originally uh, published by OilPrice.com, uh, and okay. Picked up by Fox News, and one of the convenient uh, pieces of information they left out uh, was what they did is they took the spot electricity price and they um, they multiplied it times the the size of a Tesla battery pack and came up with this nine hundred dollar figure. But the reality is um, the the electricity you pay, like the supercharging rate you pay, is a fixed. They have fixed uh, rate contracts. And so they don't fluctuate daily True. with the, the yes. price of electricity. Right. It was and all so, hypothetical. Yeah. It was all hypothetical, except they didn't, they didn't, they forgot to mention that small little yeah. detail. Right. And so it was, it was, um, it was hyper, <laughs> hyper, uh, clickbait if you ask me, but, uh, we, we, we had a significant chat about this today, Paul and, and our group. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was put out by oilprice.com. Uh, go figure. I missed yeah. that, by the way, too. First yes. way around. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what? I I should have picked up on that. I I feel stupid now. You're right. It's a fixed rate. I guess you. Yeah, the oil companies are just it's sensational. It's right? the fun, it's right? Like, yeah. You know, you know, on on the podcast with with Joe Rogan. I know we're going to talk a lot about this later, but you know, That's Elon really all was we're talk um, about. Elon was saying saying don't bash the oil people, <laughs> right? Um, and and like you know, he had a lot of good reasons, I think, to say that, uh, but. The thing is, I, I I think on the flip side, there's a lot of Tesla bashing that goes on by big oil, right? So, and this this one, right, it just kind of irked me, and I think it irked our group, uh, you know, that Tesla, like Tesla, Kevin, I are in. That just, you know, it irked us because it was all bull. You know what? Yeah, no, it irks me too because now I fell for it <laughs> and I feel like a fool. But I'm glad you guys, you know, I'm glad I brought it up. I'm glad you guys uh, corrected me and and uh, educated me because yeah. I would have went to bed thinking 
poor people in Texas. <laughs> Pay nine thousand dollars to. <laughs> in in the comments, Drive Tesla Canada um, also mentions that if you you know he made a good point. If you're if you're some people in home charging, um, they are on fixed uh, or sorry spot rate electricity rates in in Texas, and, and yeah. so power they, walls. They yeah, they would get they would get screwed over, but but for the most part, most people are either in tiered or or contract based pricing, and so they're not at the mercy of the market, especially in Texas. But yeah, but yeah, theoretically, I guess you could if you were on a if you're on a spot market rate plan um, in Texas. Yeah, it, you know yeah. what? If you charge at home, you you could get ding with a bill like that. So um, worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah but you know what? It still has nothing to do with Tesla though, because no, of, of you know you take yeah. a thousand square foot home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For like, you know, what's it going to cost? It's going to cost you $900, you know, to operate your home. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's, it's got nothing to do with Tesla. If you, if you got an electric so sensational. Oven, yeah. If you got an electric oven, you cook your turkey, it costs you 400 bucks. Right. So yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> but you know what? It, it just goes to show you like how I fell for it. And I was so easily um, convinced of that just initially until, like I said, you guys helped me out just today. I was uh, in, in one of the Facebook groups I run. I forget if it was the Y or the three group. Some guy posted something complaining that he just got a Tesla a month ago and his bill, uh, he checked his bill before he got it. And he got, and he checked his bill that just came in the mail now. And he used, he previously used 2000 kilowatts one month and now it's up to 6,000 and he's like that's got to be the tesla and everyone's commenting saying are you sure are you sure and i'm like no but, but nobody bothered to do the math so i'm like wait a minute let's do the math i did the math and i said even if you take that extra 4,000 and you cut it in half to so say okay maybe 2,000 went to to the to the house and the other 2,000 went into the car that's still in in a month period he would have had to charge his car i think the calculation I got, yeah. yeah, 25 times or something like that. And it would have, he would have put on more than 11 to 12,000 kilometers just, just in driving in that month. So if you just stop and think, which I didn't do in this Texas situ situation, you would have known that, yeah, it's not, it it's not possible. Sounds like his neighbor Does, hooked their house up to his grid and uh, were sucking up his electricity. <laughs> well, that, that was one of the jokes, but what he found out and he had a tenant, uh, he forgot about this. I don't know how he, See, this is the thing. People are just so quick to go on the internet and just type, type, type away and not stop for a minute and think. But he realized after he has a tenant in the basement or on a second floor, one of them, that had his apartment, because it was cold, at 30 degrees, some tropical temperature, and he was using baseboard heating. So, of course, it's going to skyrocket like that. I think there's another word for that. It's called grow yeah. up. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> <Grow> up. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, let's get started. I mean, I just wanted to touch on on that. Um, oh, you know what? Before we go any further, I just want to show you guys something. I know uh, what's his face would be very proud. Uh, Earl from Frunk Puppy would be very proud if I, or be very mad if I didn't do this. This is my new little. Um, well, it's the whole family's little new addition to the family. She's full grown. She's three years old. Her name is Stella. And she's going to be in the front in a lot of pictures in the front in the future. Oh, uh, am I boring you to death, Stella? Anyways, Stella, that is the uh, Tesla Talks podcast, folks. I'm going to give her back to my daughter. I just, my daughter wanted me to get her on, and I forgot. Wait, hey, Kev, can you move your mic up a little bit? <laughs> cool. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So uh, where was it? Oh, yeah. We're talking about Kev. Kev. 
like yes. we always do when we uh, get new guests on, we just take a couple minutes to just uh, get to know you and you can just explain, you know, where, where are you from and where you, um, uh, how you got into Tesla and where it all started and stuff like that. Do you mind uh, taking a couple minutes and just telling, telling the people at home a little sure, bit about sure. yourself? Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm uh, um, in around Toronto, Canada. Um, I got my first Tesla in 2017. It's a uh, uh, Model X 75D. I put uh, about 110,000 kilometers on it, uh, which is, I'm trying to do the math here, 75,000 miles, uh, nice. maybe, um, in, in the three years, three plus years I've had it. Um, I also have a 2018 long range Model 3 rear wheel drive. Uh, with about 50,000 close so about 30,000 miles on it. So, so um, in the, in the couple of years that you've had both cars, I've, I've got uh, well over a hundred thousand miles of driving experience with the Teslas. And um, uh, actually I, I think uh, I was the guy who introduced Tesla to uh, Tesla Canuck. So um, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, and and I've, been all, yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been all over. Yeah. I've been all over Canada. <laughs> I've been all over Canada and the United States, uh, supercharging, long range travels. I do uh, daily commute um, to downtown Toronto. So, you know, over 100 kilometers, 60 miles every day. And, and so I, I've got a wealth of experience using autopilot, um, you know, the supercharging network, non-Tesla charging networks. I mean, you name it. Um, <laughs> You've even used much. a Chatamo. <laughs> yeah, I got a Chadmo adapter, and yep. I got I got, I got stopped by uh, a bunch of those Chadmo uh, chargers as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've got a wealth of experience, um, everything from window tinting and wraps to to leather seat covers, and and pretty much every uh, every accessory you can think of. So um, yeah, there's there's not a lot I haven't seen in the last few years around Tesla. So that's awesome. Uh, and do you have F FSD on any of them? Uh, both, actually. Both? Oh, sweet, yeah. sweet. So, so we got, you I got, can't wait. Yeah, I got FSD for twenty five hundred bucks on the uh, on on actually both cars. Oh, smart, smart man. Yeah, get them on both. <sighs> well, yeah. Uh, Paul shaking his head. In, in well, I, I paid four thousand for the Model X <laughs> for FSD. That's great and, too, buddy. Yeah, and I, I think I paid four thousand for the Model Three as well. How, so. come, how come you paid more than me? Because uh, you guys got that Uber special deal after Elon felt bad for um, decreasing the price. Yeah, that 48-hour. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, so like everyone I know with a Tesla who didn't have FSD bought it. <laughs> when it why, was, uh, yeah, why wouldn't you? you? And you got it right away. On, I bought it. That's only me. I bought it with the car. Yeah. No, you know what? That's... The, you know what? If I ever had to do it again, I'd do it. I'd do it because that deal will never come up again. No, I know I with Tesla, never say never, but I'm pretty sure that's that's pretty safe to say never. That sounds good. Cool. So it sounds like you've got a lot of experience uh, with Tesla's uh, inside and out, Kev. Yeah, the one the one thing I lament is the fact that I didn't get chosen for the full self driving beta, and it's because my uh -huh. wife tells me that I'm not what they deem a quote unquote safe driver. So uh, I just told her <laughs> that it's not out in Canada yet, um, but no, she thinks it's it's because I'm not deemed a safe driver. So <laughs> yeah, well, don't feel bad. You can join our club. Yeah. When I say our club, all the other people I know that don't have it either. And then if somebody does have it that knows me or I know. And they just can't say. Well, then you know they can't say, and I don't. Uh, I don't feel bad. We think we know someone like that, but we won't mention names, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. 
<laughs> do you? I don't even know that person. We got to talk off air. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm now you got me curious. Just so much things that I don't know that I'm always the last to find out in this community. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for uh, joining us, buddy. And hopefully tonight you can bring some of your um, your knowledge. And well, I mean, you already did. You corrected me on that a whole Texas thing. But um, and 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 you know what? We were talking just before the show started, and I think this next topic, our first topic, uh, you can. Uh, shed some some light on on some information that that you knew that i don't know i didn't, didn't even hear about um now we didn't have a show last week and the week before i was a little bit busy but uh there wasn't much news to talk about until elon started going on this like it was like um what, what's it called when those when actors and actresses go on tour Aver or like promoting and advertising a movie that they got coming up. That's what it, it seemed like Elon was doing. He was on Sandy Monroe. He was um, on Joe Rogan again for three hours. And I, and I apologize, Paul, if you actually um, felt you needed to like <laughs> listen to the whole thing like today. I know you'll listen to it eventually at your leisure. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I was just kind of joking about that. Oh, on Twitter. Okay, okay. Of course, I, I I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. I mean, it is just just listening to Elon talk about stuff is it's like it's both entertaining and enlightening. <laughs> and and you know what? Before I I didn't watch it right away. I probably watched it a couple of days afterwards, um, in pieces because three hours it was over three hours. I, I don't know anyone yeah. that could just watch the whole thing all in one shot. But if you can, you got time. That's good. But what a lot of people were saying that watched the early people that watched it said that uh, it was a different interview. He felt or he seemed more relaxed, more comfortable, and everything like that, which Definitely. he did. Yeah. But you notice when he did, it's after that he started getting those uh, rise in him <laughs> or what was it, rye or whiskey or whatever, or same thing. But yeah, yeah, when he started having a couple of those drinks, yeah, he, he loosened up a lot. That's that's the comfortable Elon. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so what I'm saying is a lot of the news that we're going to be talking about tonight uh, comes from that. There's one that just, just dropped before we went on within the last hour or two uh, that wasn't from any of the podcasts or any of the shows and stuff like that. But the rest of the news is, is going to be referenced from, from his interviews. And the first one we talked about or he talked about the Cybertruck. Joe brought up the Cybertruck to him. Uh, I mean, they talked about almost every topic known to uh, that has to do with Elon, which is good. They talked about Skynet. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they talked about aliens, man. <laughs> which yeah, I'm surprised. Are you guys surprised that? Yeah, he doesn't believe in aliens. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Well, you know, well, I talked to a friend at work, and I I said to him, we were talking about this. Like, he doesn't believe in aliens, but and and we all find that hard to believe. But the joke is, I don't know if around your circles, if the joke is is this, but I know some of my friends, the the joke is that he's so intelligent, he's, he's so out there, and he wants to go to Mars, and he wants to go to outer space, that obviously it's a tongue-in-cheek joke that he's an alien himself. So maybe this is why he's dismissing that there's no aliens. Wouldn't it take someone that's disguising himself as a human to live among us that mm. is an alien to say, no, 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 there's no aliens? And what do you say? If there is, they're being very subtle. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, for those of you back in the day who used to watch Smallville, maybe he's a meteor freak. Who knows? <laughs> oh, and I never did watch that. You'll have to explain it. Yeah, to oh, okay. No. Smallville, Superman growing up, high school. Yeah, no, no, I know the Bremens. I just I don't understand <laughs> the, the meteor freak that he's oh, from the meteor. Just, uh, people who had superpowers because they were infected by kryptonite. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so I digress, but it wouldn't surprise me, yeah, if, if Elon was uh, not from around here, if I can say it that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all this to get to our first topic, which was Elon gives new and old details on the revised uh, Cybertruck design. Now, we've been wanting this for a while. We want, it, we want any news of the Cybertruck. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I don't know if you guys are in the same oh, camp yeah, as me. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, and this article is brought to our brought to us by our friend Darren at Drive Tesla Canada, and you know, basically this is the whole. Okay, I'll, I'll get to the to the point right away. Elon said on Joe Rogan that they're making it three percent smaller, and the only reason he gave as as a practical reason, I don't know if you guys buy this. Tell me if you buy this. Is so it can fit in the boring tunnel, because <laughs> when he took it with with Jay, it, it was very close, and he didn't like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, does he have uh, a future plan with the Cybertruck for the tunnel more so than the X? I don't know. Uh, enough so I that I don't think so. No, I wouldn't think so either. But I, I, I think yeah. at some point they realize that hey, this needs to fit in people's garages. <laughs> but you know what? It's probably closer to the truth. Uh, you know what? An F one fifty won't fit in most people's garages. So I, I oh, really? I've never, yeah, I've never. I got never my uh, Ram 1500 into the. You got a giant garage, then, Mister. Yeah, have you seen <laughs> your garage, dude? No, people don't have that. Those uh, <laughs> that Tesla Connect uh, garage. Good point, Kevin. <laughs> <I> guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I think um, I'm not really sure uh, what the three percent uh, thing is. Um, the rationale for it is. I, I mean, it could be the the tunnel, but I, I, I like I'm with you, uh, Dax. I, I don't think that. Uh, um, there's going to be a lot of cyber trucks in the, in the, the boring tunnels. I think it's going to be more S's and X's and threes yeah. and Y's, but I, I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. And, and you know, maybe it be regulatory, uh, like, is there something that maybe, I don't know, didn't hmm. comply with, something? but you know what he, but, but didn't they say that the original specs, when they revealed it, specs are almost identical to an F-150. So yes. I don't, yeah. So I don't see how the reg it could be regulatory in that sense. But you know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, people are freaking out. A lot of people are like, "No, I want it bigger." I was listening to this one podcast a couple of days ago. They're like, "No, I want it ten percent bigger." Well, that's that. I, I I I think it's it was fine the way it was, but I also think three percent's not gonna break the bank and uh, or or kill the, the truck in any way, shape, or form. It's not gonna like people aren't gonna be like. Dumping their reservations in droves, in my opinion. So, Dax, you're—I think you're the only one here on, um, on the podcast who's actually seen it in person. So, yeah. what is your what is your take on how big it was? I mean, did it look <laughs> okay. outlandishly big? It's big. <laughs> it's freaking <laughs> big. It's big. Now, I don't know if it's because of the sale, like the sale. I don't know if you know what I mean when I say sale. Yes. The, the angle, yeah. Um, but it's big. It's it's but you know what like I mean when I say it's big, it's no bigger than an F one fifty as we know from the dimensions. But just I guess the shape of it because it's maybe that odd shape, almost like triangular door wedge shape, makes it look bigger. But it's its size. Um, if I can find it later in the show, I'll dig up a picture. I mean I'm not a big guy. I I can fit in the back the third row of a Model Y. Put it that way. Um, I'm not a big guy, but I've got a picture of me uh, standing next to it. Uh, where I took a picture up on stage with the uh, clay model, uh, which is supposed to be identical to the real thing. And it's, I, I look like a 
child next to it. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, I mean, you do, you wouldn't be on this podcast if you didn't, but if anyone needs a refresher, uh, uh, timeline of what what went on with elon talking about the changes and stuff like that darren really broke it down really well in this article back here's a tweet from jason back on april 16th of 2020 you know he asked basically what's the biggest change to the cyber truck so so far and uh, elon replied and said reduce the size by roughly around three percent center line is more in level with uh and lower window sill height so i remember there was i, I did i should have pulled it up there's so when when we found this out, somebody went and they actually scaled it down and and lowered the um, center line and everything, and they put it online and they had a little. You take the mouse and you toggle it back and forth, left to right, and you could see the the difference between the old and the new version of it. Uh, that was pretty cool. So you could see it was actual. It it made a difference in, in size, and it looked. I think with that whole center line and the window sill height made a big difference in terms of the look of it in my opinion. So that was back on April 16th. Uh, so that's what we thought. Fast forward a few months to May, actually, no, fast forward a month, just over a month to May 23rd, 2020. Viv uh, asked, I guess, after the whole uh, Jay Leno thing, uh, asked about, she asked, uh, she asked something about, about the car, about, sorry, about the truck. And um, Elon responded, he reviewed the design with Franz and even 3% smaller is too small. Uh, so he basically said it'll pretty much be the size it's it's at now. Okay. Uh, and he'll he'll make a smaller truck for people that want a smaller truck in the future in, at some point. So then, so he went from the original size to 3% smaller, back to the original size. And now in 2021, 3% smaller. That's bizarre. <laughs> I, you know, at this point, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. But maybe just throwing us off the trail. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, and honestly, how much smaller is three percent? Is three percent significant? Like, I don't know. Well, someone and I wish I had this too. Someone did the math. I remember reading something last uh, week or on the weekend that they calculated the difference of three percent, and I, I think it shrunk. I want to say it it shortened the length by uh, i can't remember say 15 20 inches maybe not even that much uh and then it did it did something to the width a uh, few inches to it brought it in so yeah maybe that is the difference for some people fitting it in their garage and not but you know at the end of the day like like kev says it's a truck it, if you get in your garage cool if you don't you don't but well, elon has been on record a couple of times saying it doesn't need to be in a garage. He actually has come out and said, it does not need to be in a garage. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means, but he's, he's said it out loud like many, many times. So, uh, I know Paul's take, I don't know your take, Kev. Are you, um, interested in a cyber truck? Uh, is uh, it in your I, future? I'm currently, I think a hundred and ten thousand on the list. If you go by the, uh, the, the, uh, numbering system that that's on the internet, um, I, I waited. I waited three days before I put my name on the list, which was a, which was, I think, a critical mistake. Um, so you're not Paul, interested? <laughs> no, <laughs> Paul. Paul. Uh, Paul is about a hundred thousand people ahead of me uh, because yes. I waited too long. So, um, anyways. <laughs> well, we all know. Let's be honest. We all know what that number sy scheming system 
how much weight that holds, right? So yeah. you'll probably get just four Paul. <laughs> now, there's one thing that, that Kevin's not saying here that's really important because we had different strategies. So Kevin's strategy was to get permission. And my strategy was to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> when Always it comes a good to our spouses. <laughs> yes, I did the same thing. I'm I'm in the Paul camp for that one. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to check stations here. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, remember that Key and Peel uh, skit where he talked they talk about bad about their girlfriends or their wives but they always look around the corner to make sure she's not there yet and then uh, <laughs> you have to see it I, I can't even explain it anyway it's funny um but while we were talking about the cyber truck kev you heard some some interesting news that shocked the crap out of me i don't know if you knew about it paul but i had no, no idea something you about dropped the bomb <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it, it didn't get a lot of uh, play, but, you know, I think there was an article in Inside EVs on it. But uh, back, if you go back to the uh, Q4 uh, earnings call, Elon had, had made mention about, he was talking about the gigapresses and he was talking about um, using sort of a, um, a much uh, more powerful, high pressure die casting machine for the Cybertruck, much bigger than they use for the, the Model Y, which, you know, um, around 8,000 tons of force, but he was talking specifically about using a, a die, die um, casting machine to make the rear, the rear piece of, of the Cybertruck. And, and the problem with that is if you, if you've seen everything up till now, um, you know, the exoskeleton is, um, is a unibody. It's a, it's a one piece, um, you know, sort of exoskeleton. And, and so you wouldn't be using a die cast machine to be making uh, an exoskeleton. And, and frankly, you wouldn't be using a die cast piece along with, it's like, it's like putting, um, you know, a frame on uh, inside of an exoskeleton. It just doesn't make any sense. And so, so there's been a lot of um, chatter about, about whether the Cybertruck will actually truly have the exoskeleton that was that was talked about uh, on launch day, um, or whether it's going to be built more conventionally, you know, with with large diecast uh, pieces and a traditional body uh, type uh, system. So um, it, it's it's thrown the whole exoskeleton sort of um, uh, theory in, into into chaos a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's I, I'm not sure how to how to reconcile the whole you know, diecast press. With, with exoskeleton um, for the Cybertruck. And he definitely mentioned that they will be using a die cast press for, uh, for the Cybertruck. So I'm not really sure what that, what that means for us. Could, yeah. Could he meant that for the, just the structural pack itself? Like that's what uh, Trevor here is saying. Well, yeah. So, so, you know, in, in that article that you're showing there, they, they actually talk about it. They're saying, you know, the, um, the structural pack will be in the center of the, of the, of the vehicle yeah. and not in the rear. Right. It's not, and, and he specifically, he's quoted as saying, uh, the rear piece, right. Uh, the, the rear of the, of the vehicle. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've like seen the Y. Yeah. I've seen that theory and, and, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know what to make of it. Honestly, because uh, I, I can't see them doing both. No, right? no, and and to think if they go away from the exoskeleton, I mean, that's a big selling feature for for many. For one, I mean, I'm sure it's not the the only selling feature, but 
on top of that, I would think that they would have to go right back to the whole drawing board to start over. Wouldn't that sound like they're going back, starting from scratch? Well, in that same conversation, it's it's a really great point because in that conversation, uh, the same conversation that Elon mentioned, the 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 large press, he also said that development was now complete, and so there will be no more changes to it. So, so so to your point of whether you know you got to go back to the drawing board either they already went back to the drawing board and are redoing this thing in a different way and just not saying anything or or there's some other explanation that I, I honestly yeah. I, I can't think of guys really yeah no uh, you know, you know I remember it, I remember hearing sorry Paul go ahead I was going to say does it really matter because other than you know the hardcore tesla you know freaks like us um does anyone going to care if it's exoskeleton or some hybrid of an exoskeleton? I don't think so, personally. Well, I, I think it won't make any difference. It's funny because if you watch the last, uh, I think it's not the last episode, but the, the second last episode of Sandy Monroe Live, he actually did a comparison of the Cybertruck's um, exoskeleton with three trucks, the Silver, Chevy Silverado, the Ford F-150, and the, and the, the Dodge Ram. Yeah. And, and one of the points he made in that, that podcast was – just how revolutionary the exoskeleton was and how it would be an absolute game changer and competitive advantage for Tesla and, and, and basically be one of the strongest trucks ever made. Right. And so I, I, I have a hard time thinking that they wouldn't do that because, because that, that just yeah. goes contrary to what Elon does. Right. So yeah, if they walk that back now and, and even if they did, you're right. They, they, it's something that they wouldn't, announce or disclose to us because that would change the 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 market the the stock a lot i think and at this point they probably doesn't want to but can he get in trouble for not disclosing that at the same time i I don't know but you know what i i think it will i I think like like trev says here it's going to be like it's a hybrid right it's going to use a little bit of both and uh yeah i mean i think if I, from what I understood, and I remember hearing, watching that interview, but I didn't pick up on that at all. So thanks for bringing it to our attention, Kev. Um, and I didn't even see that article. But what what Trev says here, and what I've always thought from the very beginning, how they explained it is, yeah, there'll be some kind of frame. And in this case, it's going to be a structural frame uh, with the front and back and maybe middle where the pack is. And then the sides or what they call the exoskeleton will be, tacked onto it or screwed onto it. Hopefully it's not just screws, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it, somehow it'll be bolted onto it, uh, onto the frame. So it won't be a frame. That's how, that's how me and my layman mind thinking thinks it w- will work. So I could be wrong, but that's what it sounds like to me. Hopefully they don't go away from it because I think it'll be strong and it'll be safe either way, but I just w- hate to see them have to walk it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still going to be stainless steel, right? <laughs> yes. We won't have to worry about paint. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, bulletproof? Is it still bulletproof? You know, I said that before uh, talking about this. I I don't care. Like, personally, I don't care. I'm not a person that hopefully will never get shot at. <laughs> uh, I might. Whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I mean, though? Like, I mean uh, – why I wish they hadn't announced it that way, just like the same reason I wish they hadn't talked about the glass being indestructible, is when we get these cars, I mean, I don't care if it is dent-proof and stuff like that. I'm the type of person that I 
I what's the word? I cherish my my belongings and I try to take care of it as best as I can. And I don't like anything. I don't like people touching my car. I don't like, even though I've got like full protection on my car and for the most part, it can't scratch tradition, like a traditional paint can scratch, but I still don't want people touching my car. Even I, I yell at my son when he goes around there in the dead of winter and it's all covered in salt and he takes his finger and he drags it along it. <laughs> I know nothing will happen. I still yell at him. That's pretty I'm, extreme. Yeah, I know. And my wife yells at me, like, why are you yelling at him? You know, it's not going to scratch. And I'm like, I know, but it's just a habit he gets into, right? <laughs> and Or the habit I have of yelling at did, him. <laughs> did you see, like, just, just quickly on the topic, like a friend of ours the other day sent us a picture and uh, somebody literally uh, leaned their bicycle yes, on his car. I saw like, that. Like they, yeah, like, I the can't nerve. believe that somebody oh. would do that. He, I'd like he, was he to have it stolen is uh, just put it in your trunk and drive away with it. Uh, Cause that's kind of what I would do. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Well, it was after the fact when he got back to the car and he uh, saw his sentry uh, video that was triggered, but yeah, I know that would drive me nuts. I, I, I don't know if I would be able to, uh, I don't know. Can you imagine I, all of that? I don't yeah. Know. I saw another one yesterday on uh, uh, inside EVs where, guy walks up to a car and he's parked right next to it and he just takes his bottle of water and he just splashes the bottle of water like empties a bottle of water on the car so it doesn't hurt the car obviously if it was water but just mm -hmm. it's just once again it's that tesla hate coming through a lot of hate a lot of hate i don't get it it's a car man yeah uh, <sighs> okay moving right along we'll, we'll yes. unless you guys have anything else to say about the, the cyber truck thanks for uh putting in that that uh, info Kev, like I said, I, I didn't hear about that. Let's talk about the uh, Model S refresh. It was spotted today. I don't know if it was today, but it made made it to Reddit today. Um, in Ohio, was it Ohio? Let me scroll down. I think it was in Ohio. This article is brought to us by Electric. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was in Ohio. Um, and it looks like it was in a dealership. Anyways, it was spotted, and uh, there's two pictures of it here. That's the exterior picture right here. Uh, and you can see it's got some, it's got the tow hook out there. And it just looks like a regular white one with a white interior. It looks nice. Um, I don't like those wheels though. Uh, anyways, that's not why I'm showing you. But someone, the, the Reddit user was nice enough to take a picture of the inside. And what everyone saw right away was the steering wheel. And I saw the coffee cup. Well, yeah, see, I saw the coffee cup, but I thought nothing of it. I, I just thought saw the steering wheel, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe now people will stop whining so much, all the anti-yokers. Anti-yokers. Yeah, I guess I just made that up, anti-yokers, yeah. Um, and, th yeah, they saw the steering wheel, and it's a regular traditional steering wheel. But what I saw after I saw that, I zoomed in a little bit more, and I, anyone watching at home that hasn't seen this yet um, – I zoomed in a little bit more, and this is much. Anyways, right down here in the center console, there's like um, looks like a label maker labeled for for um things, I guess by the by by the center console or in the center console. It says park. If you can read it really carefully, it says park, reverse, neutral, and drive. So I don't know if those are toggle switches. Those are just I, I don't know what those are, but what that definitely denotes to me, and you guys tell me if I'm um smoking something that this is a prototype is it not 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a pre-production uh, version. It's probably one of the, the test versions uh, coming through. And so I've, I've heard a bunch of things um, in this regard. So so I, one of the prevailing theories is the yoke is not yet ready or isn't a um, hasn't gone through final production um, readiness. And so they're just sticking uh, regular steering wheels on the test vehicles until the yoke is ready. That's one of the prevailing theories I've heard. Um, I don't. I, I seem to think. I'm take. I take a more moderate stance. I seem to think that you know Tesla threw out the whole yoke thing as a way to gauge uh, gauge interest. Uh, but the reality is probably going to be that uh, you'll have an option of either or, uh, probably on the long range version, uh, and then it may come standard on the plaid uh, on the plaid versions. The yoke may come standard. Uh, but I'm thinking that's probably more of a middle of the ground, uh, or sorry, middle of the road uh, approach. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. You were saying something about the coffee cup, Paul? No, I was just saying that's the first thing I saw in the picture was the yeah. coffee cup because I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and if you look more carefully in that picture of the coffee cup, you see that it's obviously on top. It's taped something. And more than likely, like um, – uh, you, even Mark was asking, uh, but like Kevin said, uh, like sorry, like Trevor said in in the in the chat there, it's where is it? He said, uh, "Oh, it's, it's a gear shift." <laughs> no, he, <laughs> yeah, imagine it's a manual shifter. Um, it's a cup that covers the emergency stop button, I guess, so they don't hit it inadvertently or something. They or they were too <laughs> too many close calls <laughs> on their way from California to Ohio, so they said, "You know what?" Damn it! Next time we stop for supercharger, grab a coffee cup and we'll just put it over this damn thing so we don't keep hitting it or nearly hitting it. So yeah, it's, it's probably what it is because a lot of uh, we've seen other production or pre-production cars that have the um, the emergency button there just for for whatever reason you need it there, right? So it's yeah. interesting to see, and then it's got some kind of uh, cabling or connection going to that um, to that button of sorts or the coffee cup. John, John's got a good idea. He says it's a unit, a Unidin radar detector R7. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. From 1976, where they use a a, a cup and a string. <laughs> Mark, Mark says it's a gaming joystick. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Mark, it could be a gaming joystick for sure. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, for for um, do they sell a Pac-Man or did they have Pac-Man in the car? Not Pac-Man. What no. was what was the one asteroids? They had asteroids in it, did they not? Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. Asteroids. So yeah, that was interesting. And then further down in the article, um, someone mentioned that that uh the person that took the, the picture spoke to some of the salesperson and they said that uh the S and the X will have uh the customers will have an option to get either or. Um, now I think that's true, but once again, whenever I hear something coming from a Tesla salesperson, I take it with a big grain of salt because call us Tesla freaks, and or I'll call myself Tesla freaks as risk not to insult you guys here on the panel or anyone listening. But when I when I hear that, whenever I hear someone said, oh, my salesperson or my delivery specialist told me this, take it with a big grain of salt because I think we know more about, sometimes about oh, yeah. some things than they do. 100%. Yeah, so take that. I mean, I, I believe that we will have a choice, but take that that this person said with a grain of salt. Uh, we got a couple more. Let me uh, let me tee that up. In the meantime, you guys uh, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. 
<laughs> well, I, I think uh, I, I like to mention that, uh, you know, I did talk to one guy and I think I mentioned it in our forum, Paul, that uh, uh, they had cold called me asking me to upgrade my, um, to trade in my Model X for, um, for another Model X. And this was before the announcements of the refresh. And he actually said, there's going to be a refresh uh, Model X. And if you order it now, you'll get it in March and it will be. Uh, it'll be a refresh version. He didn't say what it was, and I, at the time, um, I, you know, I, I, I didn't uh, know exactly, but but I did mention that I, I thought it would be uh, the Model 3 type interior, which is a, a horizontal screen, and, and I wasn't sure if there was going to be a, um, and I, neither was the sales guy either, but, but he did mention there was a refresh way before talk of refresh was actually public, so. Good for him. That, that's a... Uh... <clears throat> That's uh, one, and that was your advisory or your sales guy? Yeah, it was a, just yeah. a cold call asking me to trade my car, and I actually they call me they call me quite often actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got a couple calls. You know what? Speaking of trade-ins, this if I had more time, and maybe we'll just touch on it a little bit. Um, I wanted to bring it up as a topic. Uh, it was one of the articles that uh, Darren had brought up in Drive Tesla Canada today. This the trade-in values, or even the value, not even the trade-in values, the, the the resale values for Model 3s have gone down immensely. I thought when I the last time I got a trade in value was back in December, at the end of the uh, December push. And I thought it was low because they just were too busy and they were just like just spitting out numbers uneducatedly and stuff like that, if that's a word. But it seems like, no, this, this trend, this downward trend like a sharp downward trend of, of the values for the Model 3s have, going down, have been going down quite a bit. And it, I guess it makes sense because with the popularity of the Y and a lot of people moving from 3 to Y, it's, it's saturated the market with 3s now, right? Mm -hmm. So anyone that wants a, a good deal on a 3, I guess, I guess it's, it's a win-win for you. But anyone that has a 3 that's looking to uh, offload it to get a Y or to move on to something else... Uh, that may be a little difficult for you because they've they've gone down quite a bit, and one some people are friends, mad. Sorry, Ed. one of my friends was like a six thousand dollar difference uh, between November and just a week or so ago. Oh, buddy, for me, well, not November. Mine was uh, the other uh, value I got, a estimate I got was back in I think the end of summer, so September, early September yep. to this to December. It went down almost ten grand. Jeez. So now it's be even be more. You know, on the yeah. flip side, I think if you watch my channel, you know that I've traded in my Model X for another Y. That's a long story. But um, yeah, the, the flip side happened. So with my Model X, which was a 2017, in the summertime, they offered me um, low 50s for, and that's Canadian, so funny money, uh, for the car. <laughs> and then just recently, when I traded it in for a Y, they offered me six grand more. And I figure that's because the new um, X's are so much more expensive. Like they've gone up by about 30,000 or so, at least here in Canada. And then in Canada, it's by the time you do tax and all that kind of stuff, you're well over 150,000 Canadian dollars for the cheapest Model X, right? Yeah. So I think I benefited from that. And, uh, you know, and, uh, was fortunate enough to be able to get a Y, another Y, which I love. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
No, you'll have two eyes, and yeah, no, you, you, you got such a good offer that I who who would have blamed you to just take it and run, right? Yeah, I couldn't say no. Yeah, well, and so. you also got a pretty good deal on trading at your three as well. Yeah, yeah, did. I did. Like, uh, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can say the exact amount. But let's just say I got mid 40s for a two, 2018 uh, rear-wheel drive uh, June manufacturer date. So that was back in end of end of October, and we yeah. picked up our first Y end of November. Honestly, you so can't look changes. up. Yeah, you can't look on Auto Trader or anywhere else and find a private one. You can't get rid of a private one for that price anymore. Not even even with low mileage on it. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, we're all in anyone that has a three that's thinking. Uh, I was originally, but I'm not anymore. We're all in the same boat. So you just have to either suck it up and do it and, and take the hit or uh, live with your car. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with anyone that has a three. I mean, unless you've outgrown oh, it. I love yeah. my three. Yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> and Paul's getting two Y's and, and, most people would say, you know, he's a billionaire. So this leads to our, this, this segue is good with our next story. We're speaking yes. of billionaires. Um, Drive Tesla Canada, once again, uh, brought this article to us. Tesla, and this was happened probably about a, a week or maybe two weeks ago now. So it's old news, but I wanted to bring it up just so I can get uh, your guys' take on it. Um, Tesla and Bitcoin. It, it was announced by Elon. I think it was Elon. And somebody, was it, or was it in the earnings call? I forget where, where it came from. I think it was in a filing. Was it? A fi okay. Announced that they um, invested or they purchased $1.5 billion in Bitcoin, and they're going to start accepting it as payment. So a lot of people, so many people uh, in my uh, Facebook group were so upset about this, saying, you know, what are they doing? They're a Mickey Mouse company. This is a terrible um, uh future purchase agreement or, or however they worded it. It was uh, uh, investment or I think they said. So I want to get, break get your down. take on it. Yeah. Let's break this down. Okay. So down. Tesla and Tesla ended the year, the calendar year with about 19 billion, if I remember correctly in cash or cash equivalents. Uh, so they, they could stick some of that, you know, into a term deposit, and, you know, earn next to nothing. Um, so, so this is brilliance and madness all at the same time because it is so risky. But let's 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 kind of talk about what what did happen. Okay, my understanding is that the purchase happened sometime in December. So the average price that they paid, the Tesla paid for Bitcoin, probably in the neighborhood of twenty five to thirty at the high end um, U.S. dollars, thirty uh, k, twenty five k to thirty k. Today is trading. Last time I looked, it was at fifty-two thousand, right? So, you know, Elon's taken that one point five and turned it into three. Like, like this guy's got like magic <laughs> coming out of his, you know what, or something, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you put that in perspective, versus earning two percent on a, if you could earn two percent on cash, which I think is probably not possible nowadays, but um, you could build what I mean, two gigafactories for one and a half billion dollars. Right, so he's pulled off something absolutely ingenious here. Um, yeah, 
that's yeah. that's all yeah. I have to say about it. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, my 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 take on it would be, listen, every company with excess cash has the right to sort of invest uh, that excess cash in in sort of whatever investments they deem necessary. You know, uh, Paul mentioned they had 19, million, 19 billion in cash. Um, admittedly, you know, it is a bit of a risky play, um, but. Um, when you look at what Tesla does, Tesla, how Tesla thinks and, and what they're looking at, um, they generally are, are, are building not for today or not thinking about today. They're always thinking about sort of three to five years out or 10 years out, you know, and, you know, there's, there's numerous examples, right? Um, you know, robo taxi is just, there's a ton of different examples of how they think. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, this is very polarizing decision for them, but a lot of people look at it and say, you know, if Bitcoin, you know, tanks, well, they lost a, a billion and a half dollars of their 19 billion. Would it, would it materially change the fortunes of the company? Probably not. Um, but if they're right and, and Bitcoin becomes a thing, man, they are, they, they position themselves so well. Um, and so, so look, it's, it's, it's no different than any company uh, today that, that needs to invest excess liquidity. Um, yes, there is a different risk profile associated with this investment for sure, but you know, uh, they, they, they publicly filed it. They follow, they're following the rules. I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not really sure why anyone gets upset about this because frankly, it's not your money. So, um, you know, the company has the right to invest it the way they, they see fit. And, uh, if it, if it pays off and, and so far it has, they pretty much doubled their money. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not really sure how anyone could get better to shape over this, to be quite honest with you. So. And, and I think I just want to address like you, know, Trevor has a good question there about, um, he says that he doesn't know any place where you can actually buy anything with Bitcoin, but I think I think there's there's two things at play here. So uh, in the future, you know, will you be able to transact for a Tesla and pay with Bitcoin? Right, that's one aspect of the it. Big F, yeah. But I think, but I think the bigger aspect of it is that Bitcoin is is akin to gold in the sense that it's a store of is a digital store of value is what it's become Commodity. right so so it's more of an investment than a trans a means of trans uh transaction unless you know like if elon thinks that bitcoin's going to double he may want to accept my uh, bitcoin in payment right because now instead of earning a hundred thousand on a car if it doubles he'll earn 200,000 because he's got that person's Bitcoin now, right? So it's it's a very interesting strategy. And I think we've only scratched the surface of what Elon's actually thinking about here. Yeah, no, I, I see I see what you mean. And and that's exactly what Mark was saying. Like, uh, do, you, do you turn it into money? Like, do you cash out? Of course you don't. I mean, while you guys were talking, I brought up a, just an article from today on Electra. Uh, I don't know where they get their numbers from. I didn't read the whole article, but the headline says that uh, they're estimating that they've made over Tesla's made over six hundred million from the from the investment as of today. I guess I don't know. I think last time I heard someone else convert it or did the math, it was eight hundred million. But so whether it's six hundred or eight hundred million, probably a billion. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, this article was from today, so who knows? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's it's crazy. My 
and I, yeah, I, I mean, I see the brilliance in it. I see what uh, Trevor's talking about too. Like, um, how do you convert it or how do you pay for stuff with it? Um, and they're, and, and the bigger thing is they said they're going to be taking it as a payment. So here's the thing though. Do you, and, and let's just, we're going to assume here that it's Bitcoin and it's going to be appreciating for, for some time to come. Yeah. It'll have its dips and everything. And maybe it may crash. Some people, some people think it's, 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 it's going to crash and just uh, all fall apart like a big pyramid scheme. But let's assume that it's going to keep Quite possible. Yeah. It's anything's possible. Right. But let's assume that it's going to keep appreciating. So here's my question. When I first heard it, that they're going to take it as payment. If you had, because as of now, or as of last week, I don't know. It's it's higher. You said it's higher now, right? Paul, like 50, 52 this week. Yeah. It's 52. Last I looked today. Yeah. Uh, let me just or the, check. Yeah. Here. Okay. That's, a, that's us, right? Okay, so easily, so you could easily yeah, buy 52. buy a, a Model Three with that, right? So here's my thing: Would you take one Bitcoin and buy, and whether you have one or you have ten Bitcoins, would you take one Bitcoin and buy a Model Three with it? Like, would you take something that is more than likely potentially appreciating and trade it for something? Let's all be honest, other than like supercar or some kind of rare luxury car most cars are going to be depreciating so are you dax let me ask answer your question with another question okay would you would you buy a model three with a bar of gold because <laughs> that's the question you're asking right now yeah because, yeah good because, point because with, with currency uh banks and governments have the ability to print money right so they can add they can take away they can they can expand the supply they can shrink the supply um with bitcoin it's a finite amount it's like a natural resource right um although there is arguments to the counter to that but let's just go with it there's a finite it's a finite resource and so it's much more of an investment than it is a currency right and so the question would you buy a a car or frankly anything with bitcoin would be the same as asking someone if they would buy something with a bar of gold or or a bag of diamonds, right? And and the answer True. is ninety nine percent of the ninety nine point nine percent of the time is no, right? And so I, I yeah. don't really see them. Um, I'm sure they would allow you to buy their Tesla with a Bitcoin because it'd be very smart for them to do that. Oh, of course, um, yeah. But but I'm not sure any any person would ever do that. To be honest with you, if they, if they at least knew what they were doing, anyways. <laughs> if they had more money than brains, which <laughs> a lot of people in this world do. <laughs> no, but it's just the whole Bitcoin thing seemed pretty polarizing. So I wanted to bring it up as a topic, see what your take was on was on it, guys, and people in the chat. So it was a it was a good varying degrees of um, opinion. So that's what I like. That's what I like to hear on this uh, podcast, that kind of stuff. So if we're finished with the Bitcoin thing, and um, oh, by the way, quick quick poll here. Anyone got Bitcoin? Bitcoin? Anyone holding uh, on to a Bitcoin? One or 10 I, or 20? I, I got in at $125. So I'm just, I'll stop there. I missed the nice. boat on the Tesla shares, but I did well on Bitcoin. So. Oh, good for you, buddy. Yeah. I'm a, I'll beat your so, house in an hour. I'm, I'm a believer in, I'm a believer in digital, well, digital currency and digital store value. Right. And, you know, Bitcoin was kind of first out of the gate there's a limited supply of Bitcoin that will ever exist. Um, I personally, like, you know, everybody needs to think about their own investment strategy and risk tolerance, but I personally really like Bitcoin right now. Good. And wow. some of the altcoins as well. No, 
why wouldn't you at a at a uh, buck twenty five? <laughs> it's hard. Not you know, to like, like, it's a funny story because like you, the only you, reason sorry, why you meant a buck twenty five? No, 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 one hundred and twenty five. Okay. <laughs> the only re- the only reason why like I got some because me and my buddy were just wanted to try it out and like send money back and forth, right? Because digital currency, the whole idea was new. It's cool, right? Yeah. And then it turned into a store of value somewhere somewhere along the way. It's very fascinating. Wow. Good for you. Oh, someone has uh is it Dogecoin or Doggy Coin? I don't know. Doge I don't really follow that one because it's <laughs> Dogecoin or Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, Mark's uh, got Elon Mark. pumped it up. Yeah. And that's that's the other thing we didn't talk about is Elon's got enough social media influence that he can influence the markets. Yeah. So you know, and that's something that maybe the SEC is gonna be well interested in. I don't know, but he pumped it up. No doubt. Yeah, no, he did. But correct me if I'm wrong. Does does that kind of digital currency, like Bitcoin and stuff like that, are they? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Are they policed the same with the SEC as the stock market is, or are they separate? I don't think they're regulated. So I, uh, I, mean, yeah, I, don't, so. I don't think those markets are regulated. At least so not yet anyways. So frankly, he can say anything he wants. Yeah. You know? I, I think he knew that. That's why mm-hmm. I think he's been doing that with Dogecoin and, and Bitcoin lately. Yeah. He's like almost like sticking it to the SEC. Eh? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, just look, who at, knows? look at the power this guy has, right? Like he yeah. says, you know, Hey, you know what? Um, Facebook sucks. Uh, Signal. What's up? WhatsApp yeah. sucks. Signals signals great, and and what happens? You know the the share price of Signal jumps thirty percent in one day, right? Like it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, crazy. imagine crazy. he just says that about Tesla talks just once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving right along. No, that that's uh, all jokes aside. Moving right along. Our last topic we're to talk about, and this was getting back once again uh, to the um, interview with um, with Joe Rogan. Elon talked about, and I don't have any sound clips. I'm not as fancy as uh, uh, Ride the Lightning and Ryan's podcast. <laughs> I don't have any sound clips. So we're just going to talk about it and pretend we all uh, heard it. Or if you haven't, you'll go back and listen to it. Talked about the software updates and basically talked about airbags and seatbelts. And in a nutshell, Elon said that there's so much software that uh, runs and uh, analyzes the seatbelts. Uh, and the sensors and the pressure sensors and all these kind of things and, and the weight in the car. Uh, I could scroll down. Uh, what's his face? Um, did uh, Darren did a good article here and talked about how, uh, yeah, well, actually, well, I'll, I'll read some of what he says here. Um, different data points uh, now, now include how much weight uh, and where you are sitting in the seat. Uh, if you're a baby, a toddler, an adult based on the pressure distribution on the seats and can even uh, maybe even do the probability of your gender. That's mind blowing how, how they would be able to do that. But I think I, I think I may know how, but anyways, we won't get graphic, but um, <laughs> yeah. So it dynamically updates the car and it knows uh, in a millisecond, it's doing this constantly that in real time, that if there is ever a collision, it'll have those numbers crunched at the time of impact. And basically it'll know how much pressure to, uh, inflate the airbag or how much force and which airbag, which we knew anyways, like it just makes, after he said this, I'm going to assume that not all manufacturers use the airbag technology with software. Like, like Tesla does. I'm sure some of them do and they are intelligent airbags, but I don't know how many 
manufacturers actually use it to this nth degree that to be so finite. Like it, it sounds amazing. Like I said, I, I don't want to think of the other manufacturers as dumb cars, but I already do. So I'm going to think of them even more as a dumb car when it comes to safety. But this is unbelievable. Do you guys have any uh, comments about that? Elon, Elon was uh, Elon when he basically said, you know, seatbelts are now optional, right? Because uh, uh, because the airbags are so good. I, you know, I don't think he actually really believes that. Maybe he does, but um, but I think he's he's trying to make a point, right? Which is, and, and you know, you, you mentioned a lot of the sort of the smart airbags. One of the the cool things he actually uh, he didn't come right out and say, but he actually sort of hinted at was, you know, they they spend a lot of um, time optimizing the inflation rates uh, and the inflation angles of the bag, uh, but also depending on what's going on in an accident, whether the car is in the air or on its side or whatnot, the speed at which the bag deflates, like he he um, he made a reference, you know, you've got to deflate the bag or else you're going to suffocate somewhere. Yep. Uh, but, but he also sort of hinted at the fact that maybe you don't deflate the bag right away if your car's airborne, right? Or if there's, um, if the car's on its side or if it's still moving at a high velocity, right? And you, you wait to deflate the bag. So, so he, he didn't come right and say it, but that I took, I definitely took uh, that away from what he was saying is there's, there's, there's more to just the airbag inflating and then sort of being done with it, right? So, um, and also the fact that there's, tons of them their front side you know head you know everywhere and they all each have a job and they work in concert and they depending on what's going on with the car they all perform a different job right and so um it's 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 something that i've never actually given even a second of thought to prior to this podcast to be honest with you um and i was kind of i found myself thinking about it for for quite some time after i heard it um because it was it was quite the uh, uh, quite the revelation. I, I thought to myself, man, why, how come I didn't think of this? How come I haven't even thought given this a thought before? But uh, and and they really haven't said much, right? Like Tesla's not ever really said anything that, other than our cars are really safe, right? So yeah. Well, I think you know to your point, Kevin. You know, you mentioned that you hadn't really thought about it. I hadn't really thought about it. I think there's a really good chance that none of the other manufacturers have thought about it. And I think Tesla's probably in a league of its own here with what it's done with the intelligent airbags. And when I first saw this, when I read this uh, story, what came to mind was an old movie. I think it had Sylvester Stallone in it or something where the car gets into a crash <laughs> and then like it... Demolition. Demolition, Demolition. Yeah, and it, and it turns exactly, yeah, and it and it fills with foam, right? <laughs> and so I immediately was thinking about that. Right? So who knows? Joe, Joe Rogan made that reference to to the foam, and I was waiting for I was waiting for Elon to say Demolition Man, Demolition Man, but they didn't say it. I was like yelling at the at the screen, saying, "Come on, man, come on!" <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and and I like Kev says. It. I get what he was trying to say when he said that seatbelt thing, but you got to remember, I, I just think of how many, and I say this in the utmost respect for people, but it's the true representation to sometimes to our society. There's a lot of stupid people. And when they hear someone as influential as Elon say that, that you don't need to wear seatbelts. And I know he didn't come out and say those words, but along those lines, or, or maybe yeah, she even did. But anyways, along those lines, 
he's got to be careful what he says because yeah, I get what he means. Just like Kev says, I get what he means. I get what his point is, but there's many reasons to wear seatbelts and I'm not going to get on my soapbox and talk about road safety and anything like that. We're all adults here. We, we know what it is, but I mean, there's a lot of opportunities where your seatbelt keeps you in place without the airbag going off. It doesn't have to be a collision. It could be just someone like darting out in front of you or a kid, a, uh, uh, an animal, another car, and you just slam on the brakes. You don't impact anything. There's no collision, but without that restraint system, <laughs> you're going to be eating a steering wheel. Now, maybe he meant that they won't be steering wheels in the future. Maybe that's what he meant. And then you'll be eating the dash. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're still going to need <laughs> airbags. I mean, sorry, seatbelts. So anyone else think that it was irresponsible or, or a little childish for him to say? I mean, maybe childish isn't the proper word. I think it's a little bit of hyperbole. That's all. I think uh, he, just, he just likes to use it to make a point, use the shock and awe technique to, to make his point. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I, I do want to just say to anyone listening or watching, please wear your seatbelt for now. <laughs> Thank you for that PSA, Paul. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Tonight's PSA is brought to you by Tesla Canuck. <laughs> no, uh, Northern Tesla, um, he brings up a good point. You know, autopilot won't, right now at least, won't work without you <laughs> wearing your seatbelt. So maybe oh, there's a good point. Maybe yeah. there will be, there'll come a day where we actually, uh, have the choice, <laughs> especially if you don't have any steering wheels and we can't put it into drive or reverse because the car is just choosing it for us. <laughs> uh, anyone here in Canada and anyone down in the chat still waiting for FSD beta or the new, e even anyone that has that's on the beta system or, or beta program, isn't it been a few it's been a good week or a week and a half since the last beta update, which was, I think, eight. Anyone, like, I, I think, I, I feel like we're due for another one or we're close to V11 or something. Like, the last one we got I'm was still, a little bug update, and I was kind of disappointed. I, I'm still waiting for the second half of the Christmas. Well, that's race. what I mean. And I have a feeling, <laughs> I haven't heard anything, I'm just total assumption here, that the second half is going to be tied into version 11. Am, am I just, hmm. like, because we never got it. I'm yeah, like right. I said, I don't know. Maybe just because we never got it. I'm assuming. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of conspiracy chatter about about um, no one in the northern climates getting you know a wider rollout of the, the full self driving until after the winter, right? Because uh, yeah, you know, winter, I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, most people can't drive in the winter, so so why would you expect the, uh, the the computer to do much better, right? Although it should be better, but um, but there's a lot of chatter about that, and so don't get your hopes up about a wider rollout on full self driving until they've actually had some time to fine tune it for the winter. So yeah, and uh, Mark says that you know what, it's a very good chance that they're going to be uh, the release will be aligned with uh, the SNX release. So I heard that too before, and. Uh, I think that's totally plausible. You never know. Okay. If we're finished with that week and uh, with our topics, you guys have anything you want to talk about or can we uh, answer some uh, viewer questions? I've got a handful that we're, we're going to try to rifle through them really quick, like uh, almost like a shotgun thing. We'll answer them real quick and then uh, move on to the next one. You sure. Guys want to let's, try let's that? Okay. The hiring squad. 
the firing squad. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I have it up here. Okay. Uh, pardon. Hold on a second. Okay. So we have this uh, person named, uh, and I'll say right off the bat, I apologize if I put your name. I'll just leave it at that. I apologize if I put your <laughs> name, <laughs> or maybe I'll be like, be like, um, like Franklin. He never reads the people's names, so maybe that's maybe he's smart, right? Why did I say Nauman? Nauman. That's what I'm. Nauman yeah. Pichani. Yeah. 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 So now I'm not even going to try last names. I'm just going to stick to first names. <laughs> uh, so he. Ke- sorry. Go ahead. No, I think Kevin got it. Yeah, he, you know he did. Yeah, he, he yeah he hit it. He's much better than me. He hit it right on the <laughs> nail on the head. Okay, so Nauman says, um, so my charge port seems to be stuck in the lock position. The door opens fine, but I can't uh, plug it back in into the car. Thankfully, I have 80%, 85% juice, so I'm not out of, uh, super worried right now. Any thoughts? Should he blow dry it? Should he make a service appointment? Uh, should he wait till summer? <laughs> Uh, so this happened, I, I presume this is a Model 3 uh, that you're talking about. Um, yes. Do you know? Is it a Model 3? A 3 or a Y. Okay. So uh, I had this happen to me once uh, in the very early days of me owning my Model 3. And uh, it never did it ever again. I never had to have a service appointment. So what, what happened was it, it locked and got stuck in the lock position. Um, if you open the trunk, there's a little uh, flap that you pull down and there's a little orange cable uh, or a cable with a little orange tag on it. And if you pull on it, um, it unlocks the, um, the charge port. Um, and it allow you, it should allow you to, to charge the car after you do that. Um, uh, it ha- like I said, it happened once to me with my model three in the very early days. I never got it fixed. I never got it serviced. It never did it again. Um, and, and so that that it just got stuck once and, and it never did it again. So so hopefully, uh, Nauman, maybe that will 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 help you. Um, the only other thing I can think of is if it's frozen, if you if you throw the car into um, uh, defrost mode, heat mode. Uh, uh, so you hit the, the, the forward defrost twice uh, and let it sit. It'll pipe hot air down into the charge port. So if the reason why it's locked, which I don't think it is, but if it if it's frozen, um, that will thaw out the, the charge port um, fairly quickly and, and it should it should open. But um, those are the two the two suggestions I would offer up. Can't add anything else. Uh, bang on. Only thing I will say, yeah. The only <laughs> thing I will say is be careful when you pull down that tab that Kevin's talking about. That little, that little aircraft cable, little uh, tug thing. If you pull it too hard, like I did, and I guess I hulked I it. I don't that. know. <laughs> the little rubber handle, the little stopper, came off in my hand and, and detached from the from the cable itself. And I had to get a service. I thought like an idiot getting a service guy to come in. Mind you, I, I coupled it with a couple of, with another service. I didn't bring them. I didn't waste a service appointment just for that. I mean, it's something I, I could have lived with. And what I did is I just took a pair of, uh, um, vice grips and I left it in that little well right underneath. And I kept it in there in the event that I ever needed that to open it again. And I never, never needed it. So, so yeah, no, Kevin bang on. That's exactly. And I hope, uh, Nauman's got it fixed since then because this question was from a day ago. <laughs> Moving right along, this is a nor. This is a name I can pronounce, <laughs> only the first name. <laughs> Erich. So Erich. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I actually had an aunt, an aunt with the same last name, so I can actually say the last name very well, even with an accent. Lamotang. Oh, there you go. Yes, that's that's the little the little French. 
accent on it. Like Dante Gu, yes. It's very impressive, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Eric's got a dead or locked steering. Yeah, he, he says, I searched the post and did not find anything on this uh, subject. My wife called me and said the steering wheel is locked and it's very stiff and it's trying to uh, uh, to she's trying to back up from the parking spot. Uh, she tries to put it back in the park and reverse and drive a couple of times and still the same issue. Any ideas? Because I heard this happen once before. <laughs> I don't think it's a software glitch. I, I think it's something physically wrong with the power steering rack. Sounds like it anyways. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, my buddy Rob McLean had the exact same thing happen to him probably two weeks ago. And he just, he had to like really wrench on the steering just to get it into his driver. He said, uh, he said he tried a bunch of different things. Like you said, uh, nothing worked. He left the car, went in the house, came back like half an hour to an hour later. And I guess it went into a deep sleep and it all worked again. So hmm. I don't know if it was software. I don't know if it was just a weird thing. If it was something, I mean, I can't imagine it'd be frozen. I mean, it's all, electronic right so yeah there's nothing i don't know it might, be, it might be that the power steering rack is 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 beginning to fail so it's intermittent right first and eventually will outright fail i'm not sure yeah. but i would definitely have it looked at for sure yeah good idea i have it looked at okay next uh question uh name did i get that right name ismail hey guys i got a question about trade-ins oh we're talking about trade-ins earlier Maybe maybe mm -hmm. this question's already answered. Maybe we can just let, let me see if it is. And if it, if it is, we can just fast forward. Uh, if oh no, if I include a trade in vehicle, uh, if I include a trade in vehicle as part of my purchase, and am I obligated to trade it in, or do I have an option to sell it privately and then adjust adjust amount upon delivery? No, there's no obligation. You can you can no. bail on the trade in anytime you want. Um, see, your, see your car until you sign it over, right? Yep, yep. You if you want to bail on the trade in. You can do that and sell it privately and then just tell them you're not trading in. They'll adjust the invoice amount and then you pay cash for the whole thing. So, or, or, yeah. whatever, or whatnot. And they'll be so mad at you. You know what they'll do? They'll add the tax on just to get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get back to you. It's yeah. one of the great things about trading in is saving the taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't, don't remember that or, or don't realize that uh, you have to take that in consideration when, when you get that, <laughs> and we were talking about it earlier when you get that that uh, shock value of one amount that Tesla gives you, and you're like, "Wait, if I sell it, I could get it for this much uh, privately." But you have to factor in the tax savings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, moving right along. Um, Kristen, uh, Kristen has a, a uh, 2021 Model Three. Uh, her trunk won't close by the button when i open it it beeps twice then when i press the button to close it nothing happens and i have to do it manually i couldn't find anything in the owner's manual any suggestions uh, so that's the power this is a new the new retrofitted the, the, power the 2021s yeah uh, no that's, that sounds like a service appointment if if uh, uh if i've ever heard one so i i know the the latches uh, sometimes especially uh coming out of the factory um I, I think paul i think you and i both had the same issue the the uh the power motor latch for the frunk uh had to be replaced um uh, on my car i don't know i can't remember if yours you had to have that done as well but um yeah yeah and so coming yeah. out of the factory the, those latches are a little bit a little bit um 
a little bit uh, touchy. I think uh, I think this is something probably a legacy thing from from the build, the factory build. I, I'd get it serviced. They'll probably replace. The I'm surprised. Thing. I'm surprised if they haven't sorted that out because <laughs> yeah. that happened to just about every. Um, I don't think it happened to you though, Kevin, or well, did it? Trunk? The trunk? Oh yeah, yeah. You got your groceries stuck in there, didn't you? Yeah, in the front. Yeah, in the front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the front. Yeah. Yeah. So the latch mechanisms. Um, I mean, hopefully they've gone through a few revisions since the early <laughs> days of the Model Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your groceries were locked in the front of a car. Yeah, and in the middle of January. Oh, only Canadians get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, I. I yeah. Sorry, I just I, I have to drop uh, Dax. I apologize yep. for the, yes. Oh, uh, that's right. Yes, you are on yeah, a but, special time thing. I appreciate yes. you coming on, buddy. Thank you very Thanks. much. Where can people find you before you go? Or do you care? Oh, uh, youtube.com slash Tesla Connect, uh, Twitter, uh, Tesla Connect at Tesla Connect. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you coming out. Thanks for having me. I appreciate no it. No problem. We'll Take talk care. Bye bye. Okay. Thank God he's gone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's just two of us, Kevin. I think I think this may be the last one, or there may be one more after this. Okay. Um, we'll just get get through this, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up for everyone watching. Hey guys, planning and uh, I guess we'll say planning on buying a Model Three SR Plus in two or three months. How is the rear wheel drive in snow? How many uh, times a day do I get this question? <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, so thanks for bringing the question up. I don't mean to say I don't appreciate the question. So I, I've been, this is my fourth winter uh, with my Model 3 rear-wheel drive. It's a long range, not a standard range plus, but um, they drive fine. I mean, obviously a rear-wheel drive car is not as good as, as all-wheel drive, but man, uh, the the precision and the uh, drive control systems in, in the Tesla, uh, presuming you, of course, have snow tires, please always buy snow tires. Um, uh, but, uh, as long as you have snow tires, um, I, I, my car handles just fine in the snow. So yes, no, con no concerns. I would, I would be, I would, I would easily recommend, uh, the rear wheel drive Tesla in the snow, unlike the BMWs I've had in the past, which were an absolute nightmare in the snow, but, um, Teslas are just fine. Nice and heavy, um, well-balanced, um, low center of gravity, snow tires, you'll be fine. Exactly. Snow tires. That's, that's the key. I have so many, uh, not so many. I have some people in my uh, Facebook group that complain that the car's all over the place and I just don't get it. I I'm in the same boat as you. I have the same kind of car as you, uh, Kevin, and I'm on my third or fourth, I forget multiple winters. And I just, you know what? It's funny. My buddy bought a SR plus, which is basically the same as us other than a battery pack in December. And he's never owned a Tesla. He's never owned a rear-wheel drive car. Never owned a EV even. Uh, and he was a little apprehensive buying a rear-wheel drive car. And I told him, I said, put winters on. You'll be totally fine. He put winters on. Like I said, he he messaged me a couple weeks ago. He goes, buddy, I this car is unbelievably stable. He goes, I can't get it to the back end to slide out yeah. even if I wanted to. Yeah. And I'm, I, I tell people that, yeah, even if you want to, you still can't get it. I, I often I often complain to Paul. I wish that anyone could have track mode because um, yeah. I get pissed off because I I used to go you know as a kid I used to go to 
to, to parking lots and do donuts, right? Um, with my dad's old Parisian, like the, the old rear wheel drive cars. And, uh, and, <laughs> and you can't have any fun with these cars uh, like the old days. I mean, you can put it in slip start and, and, and do a little bit, a little but, bit. but man, it, it doesn't, it never lets you get out of control. So no, the traction, the computer still has some kind of traction, even in slip mode. Yeah. 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 Okay. Moving on. Um, John. John says, hey, guys, I'm having a hard time getting a hold of these uh, TPMS sensors. Anyone know, does know what that is? That's uh, tire pressure monitoring sensors yeah. uh, for the winter. He, now, what I didn't include in this, he's talking about the new Model Y. Yeah, um, and, and, and the new Model 3s. Uh, yep, yeah, true. Same ones. Yeah. And these so, new ones, go ahead, Trevor. You're, yeah. I mean, Kevin, oh, you're going to start oh. one? Yeah, so this this is uh, this is one I've actually I've got a great tire guy who who specializes in Teslas and he was him and I had a long conversation on this. Um, so so Tesla's moving um, away from the traditional you know three to four hundred megahertz radio frequency uh, TPS TPMS sensors, um, and they're gone Bluetooth right um, and. Uh, there, it, as far as I know, I haven't, I haven't looked in the last week or two, but as far as I know, there's no third party aftermarket Bluetooth sensors, uh, yet. So what you will be stuck with is having to buy those sensors, uh, the TPMS sensors from Tesla until, until, until someone comes up with a third party version. Um, and, and then you know, we'll see if they're reliable or not. But, uh, um, but right now your only options for the new three and, and uh, why are to buy the sensors from Tesla and, and they will sell them to you. You just have to ask. Oh, that's all, I was going to say, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. <laughs> no, so. no. So that's it. If you're going to put winters on or any kind of tire swap, yeah, you're going to have to buy another set of uh, sensors. Yep. Yeah. That's your answer. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for that answer there. Kev. Thanks for answering all the questions. I appreciate that. You're once again, like I said, Kevin is very, very knowledgeable. Um, <laughs> now what I don't know other than chatting with you and seeing you uh, with on Paul shows and stuff like that and chatting with you through email and stuff like that. Are you active or very active on social media? Uh, no, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a, a, more of a contributor as opposed to, uh, I, I don't really have the time to do my own, my own shows. So, um, yeah. I kind of, I kind of sneak a few minutes here and there just, uh, to do my research, you know, I'm on the treadmill, that kind of stuff. But, yeah. uh, nah, you know, I, uh, I don't have any social media of my own. So happy to help you guys out anytime you want though. Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate it. And I'll definitely, uh, if, if, uh, you will allow it, I'll have you on again. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Folks, everyone at home, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. If uh, Just a reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube and uh, sometimes you look at it, we're just crossing over the hour and a half mark and you figure it's too long. What I started doing a couple episodes ago um, and I will continue to is when you see the episodes and you're watching it on YouTube, unfortunately, I can't do it on the audio streaming ones yet until the technology allows me to. But on YouTube, you can... Uh, take the videos and, and split them into different segments and different chapters. So what I have been doing for the last couple of episodes and I will continue to go on is I will put, if you just look in the description down below, uh, if you're looking at it right now, you won't see because it's live, but after I get to edit it uh, and it's processed and everything by YouTube, I will put the script in the description, all the topics and the timestamps of where those topics are. So if you just want to get to a quick topic and you want to hear that and you've only got like, 10 minutes, you can just fast forward to that a, a particular topic as opposed to listening to the whole show. If you listen to the whole show, it'd be great. But if you just want to 
come in, tune in, and duck out for 10 minutes at a time and listen to different ones, then you can do that with the chapters. So keep that in mind. Thanks for watching, folks. We will see you here next week with a whole new uh, Tesla Talks podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.